Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Wow. They did not stop talking. It's exhausting. It's the Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. Why don't you give the storytelling a rest and try something else? And Sherry. She looks like a wooden doll you'd find in an Eastern European toy shop. And now broadcasting from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Greetings to all. It is the Bob and Sherry Show. We got Lamar here. We got Doc. We got Max here. We're all set to go. We're all set to go. I don't know if you all have seen the meme that I saw over the weekend of Mariah Carey. It's this picture of Mariah Carey, and she's got a little fur sort of uh, coat on, you know, and a great big smile. And uh, she's behind like a thick piece of ice, and it's starting to crack. And the meme (laughs) says... (laughs) (laughs) she's defrosting and she's ready to take over that's our girl she's defrosting and she's ready to take over that woman has owned Christmas from a commercial standpoint for how many years do you think now five six oh longer 20 longer ever since love actually and that's we don't even like to think about how long that's been now. 20 years ago? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, Lord, is it really? But I, I really yeah. think uh, the song itself was, you know, obviously a big hit. But I really think it got second energy about five years ago. Because, you know, it had been like 15 years and it went to number one. Legitimately number one. That's how much people love that song. <laughs> She's defrosting and she's ready. <laughs> well, um, got a little cool over where I live uh, the other day. My wife is is such a funny person, and she just loves to uh, poke me, you know. So I got up, and it's real early. It's kind of chilly in the house. And I said, oh, I'm not going to put on a T-shirt. <clears throat> I'm going to put on this thing. And I found this black, thin black hoodie that I have, right? I pulled on some jeans and I pulled on the thin black hoodie, which I have not worn yet this year. I go walking out in the kitchen to get some coffee and she looks over and she goes, oh, what's that? I said, it's my thin black hoodie. Haven't seen that before. Got your black hoodie on, don't you? Got the crisp (laughs) weather going. So you're going for the black hoodie. It's the black hoodie that you're proud to wear. He's wearing his black, and she would not let up. He's enjoying the crisp weather, the autumnal weather with his black hoodie. 
and she kept going on and on, and I couldn't stop laughing. And of course, if you laugh at somebody who's doing something annoying, you know, this goes back to grade school. They never stop. Oh, yeah. You you just encouraged it. Yeah. You've encouraged it. Encouraged it. Yeah. Oh, God. I swear to God, it is like being somebody in grade school. As a matter of fact, the two women who dominate my life the most are are so close, not not sexually. Well, I don't know how you are sexually, but um, uh, they're they're feminine, and yet you're you're like guys. It's like it's like being. She was like the guy next on the Saturday Night Live shtick next to the copier. Well, there he is. It's the bobster. <laughs> Thanks for publicly <laughs> confirming that you don't know what I'm like sexually. Now maybe the rumors can end. <laughs> they never will. They never will. I'm telling you. Hey, the only people that didn't think that we were having sex were people we were married to. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that they Man, didn't what were the odds? They didn't give a damn. Yeah, one way or what the other. The no, she's that? right, Lamar. They just they went. Why would they didn't care? Oh. Yeah, Either they, they might as well with who, each other as long him. as they don't come near us. Yeah, yeah. Who would want him? <laughs> Got your black hoodie on, don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Your life is bookended. Your life is, is bookended, but it's like middle school and two girls that are bullying you because they like you. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, poking me from behind just to get a reaction. And I know that you break out into a cold sweat anytime. And even when Bob doesn't know it's happening, he can detect the disturbance in the force. Mary will send me a picture and go, look at what himself is getting up to. And I absolutely die. And even though Bob's not on those texts, you can tell that somewhere he sits up because he feels a cold chill run down his spine. You know what she did at the beginning of COVID? We we, uh, we sold the old house and moved into a, a smaller place because all of the kids, Hampton went off to college, <clears throat> moved to the beach, and uh, COVID hits, right? And so everybody's trying to find hand sanitizer. Remember those wonderful days? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I, fo- I found in the supermarket this uh, hand, it looks like a handle of vodka. It looks exactly, it's it's clear plastic. But it's it's alcohol based hand sanitizer, and everybody's so worried about oh we're going to run out of hand sanitizer. What's going to happen then? We're going to be filthy, and and so I brought it home and I put it on the counter. I said, "Take a look at this. Look at the amount of hand sanitizer in that." She took a picture of it and sent it to Sherry with the caption, "How long before himself drinks this?" <laughs> Uh, got my black hoodie on, you are, But you know how lucky are you? Some men don't have any women, and you have yeah, two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know how lucky I am to answer An your embarrassment question. of riches. Yeah, it's that's so me. much. It's yeah, so yeah. much. Coming right, up, got we got morons in the news. We got things Bob didn't know. We have comedian Jeremy Alder. And there's a name why at the end of your work day you just want to curl up in a ball and growl at people. It's all coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour. 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. So, guys, as the days are um, passing, I'm 
I'm realizing that I'm taking this Matthew Perry thing, his death harder than than I thought. I mean, everybody who isn't a Friends fan, right? Who didn't watch Friends? Yeah. If it's on in reruns, I'll still dip in and out of episodes, and it's on somewhere every day in the world. I just, first of all, I thought that none of the Friends would die for another 25 or 30 years. Oh, yeah. And I certainly didn't expect Matthew Perry to die so young. And I, I just find myself like scrolling my phone and reading articles and just feeling so sad and, and so kind yeah. of haunted by it. How about you? Has anybody uh, figured out, and, and I know you shouldn't diagnose from afar, that's the job of a therapist or a physician, but has anybody figured out what his demon was originally? It was alcohol. It was well, alcohol. no, I, I yeah, 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 but but alcohol is um, it's it's a symptom of something. So prior you know? to getting on Friends, he had a uh, jet ski accident and uh, was injured and was prescribed painkillers. So that was the beginning uh-huh. of that part of it. The alcohol was the, the in addition to that as well. So we don't know if there was something in his childhood that was traumatic or. Well, you Just know, how, how listen, he was addic- chemically made up. The the disease of addiction doesn't just knock on the door of people that have had hard times or have suffered trauma. I mean, yeah, that's true. It, and alcoholism, we now know, has a hereditary component. So, yeah, I mean, I saw I watched and- an interview that Matthew Perry did. He was on a kind of a roundtable TV show with Christopher Hitchens and a few other people. And he said something and I watched this like last Sunday. So this has stayed with me for days and days. He said, this isn't about willpower. I do have control over the first drink. And after that, it's like I'm allergic and I have no control. I have control mm-hmm. over the first drink. And I, I thought about that and I thought about how difficult it is for people to battle alcoholism because alcohol is everywhere in our society, everywhere. And mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, you don't go to someone's house for dinner and they go, let me have your coat. Um, do you want to hit Dave's meth pipe or how about an oxy? No, they say beer, wine, can I get you something to drink, right? So alcohol is this social lubricant that's everywhere. And I really sat and thought about like when how difficult it is when you're trying to remain sober and everyone is offering Yeah, because it's you everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, that's exactly right. I had a neighbor years and years ago, uh, next door neighbor, and uh, I, he, he never talked about it, but I believe he at one point in his life struggled with alcohol and then uh, overcame that and was sober. And he had a Christmas party. And at the party, uh, he had a partner and uh, the partner did uh, drink. Uh, the partner said, for those of you who'd like a drink, it's right over here. There's this, there's this. And for those of you allergic to it, it's, and he had some soft drinks and some other stuff over there. And I had never heard that term used before. And I thought, what a terrific term. You know, I'm allergic to to alcohol. It, it, uh, it, it stops anybody from, you know, getting into your business too much. Yeah, I'm allergic to it. I just don't want that stuff. I just thought that was very clever. Listen to what Brad, the actor Bradley Whitford um, posted about Matthew Perry on his Instagram. I won't read you the whole post, just a little bit. I was a huge fan of a TV show called Studio 60 
that Matthew Perry did after Friends with Bradley Whitford. I think I think you watched it too, Max. I don't know if you or Lamar did, Bob. It was a really interesting show, and Matthew Perry was very different from Chandler Bing on this. So anyway, mm -hmm. here's what Bradley Bradley Whitford posted a photo of the two of them on the set of Studio 60, and here's what he wrote. He said, Matthew Perry made me laugh hard. You have not lived until you've witnessed one of his in-between-the-takes confidential riffs on the absurdity of show business and the idiocy of male confidence wrapped up perfectly with the sudden realization that we were both grown men who wear makeup for a living. Without substances, <laughs> Matt had a huge open heart and a pyrotechnical joyous brain. The most beautiful parts of Matt made him the most vulnerable to the monster that he would fight for the rest of his life. His battle was heroic. They don't have award shows for that, but they should. Um, I bet and, the uh, other yeah. members of the cast really feel like they've uh, physically sort of lost a limb. Yeah, um, a brother. Because yeah. they were they were all tied together, uh, not only performing, but also in a business sense. Do you remember when they refused? They, they in essence they struck, saying, "You give it." I think it was two million dollars each per. Uh, episode or um you know we're just not going to do it we're, one of us is going two of us are going to go off and uh nbc looked at the money and just said okay so they were tied together in many ways not just showing up and reading the words of the uh script but also in a business sense because they knew that that show when, when they did that the show was uh several years in and they knew that it was an absolute monster of a hit and was going to be around in reruns for a long time and they stuck together and it worked. There, there's, there was sort of a, must have been a camaraderie uh, between the six of them that brought them even tighter together. Well, Bob, the other... you said earlier about trauma or something in his childhood. I'm going to assume maybe more of this kind of thing is brought on by some sort of traumatic whatever. But also when you've been struggling, whatever, and all of a sudden you hit that part, and now you've got everything, you've got all the money in the world, you just, you know what I'm saying? A lot of it's times... It's tempting, yeah. It's tempting, and it's hard to handle, yeah. and the world, yeah. you can do anything you want to do, and all of a sudden, that's right. when some things may manifest. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. The, my favorite thing that I read about the Friends cast, and Matthew Perry said it, so it was a quote that he had in an interview, um, anytime one or more of them would bump into each other at a party or an industry function, they'd spend the rest of the night just talking to each other and they would apologize to the people around them, but they just couldn't help it. And right. does that sound familiar to you? It does sound familiar. Yeah. <laughs> does that sound familiar to <laughs> yeah. any of you? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's the way it is. It's just you have a private yeah. club. You're right. I'm just, man, I, I am just like Matthew Perry. And I saw a photograph of his stepfather, Keith Morrison, lifting the police tape outside of his house. And I just oh. started to cry because my man, Keith Morrison, I cannot believe now tragedy has shown up on his own doorstep. Oh, it's Matthew Perry. I'm so sad. Morons in the News is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Get here! 
Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't be a moron. With morons in the news. An out-of-state property owner was shocked to discover a squatter had broken into their Florida residence and made himself at home, even setting up a PlayStation in the bedroom in their bed for easy gaming. The Lee County Sheriff's <laughs> Office said Emmanuel Pierre, who is 25 years old, was squatting in a residence until he was found out by the homeowner. Pierre's was arrested after authorities said he made himself at home using the homeowner's car, cooking in their kitchen, and connecting a PlayStation device in their bedroom. The homeowner discovered the squatter after they received a notification from their home's thermostat that the temperature was being bumped down. That notification, well, I mean, if you're going to squat, you want to, you know, be comfortable for crying out loud, it's Florida. (laughs) The notification made the homeowners suspicious after visiting the property. They allegedly discovered Pierre driving their car and parking it in the garage. Which I actually think was rather thoughtful because there's a lot of pine trees that could just put sap right on your car in that part of the world. The homeowner called 911 and blocked Pierre from leaving. And that's when the cops showed up and he is now under grand theft arrest and uh, remains in custody. Going to to court, I guess. Mm, How weird would that be? The thing that that is the creepiest to me is that the dude is is in my bed playing the PlayStation, you know? I mean, it's one thing driving my car and cooking, but yeah. in my bed, Goldilocks? That's exactly like, get off my sheets, sir. Yes, Ew. yes, I know. <laughs> well, the Transportation Security Administration says marijuana was discovered in a woman's adult diaper at an airport airport checkpoint. The incident happened recently at LaGuardia Airport in New York. TSA spokesperson said a checkpoint scanner alerted agents to the woman's groin area, resulting in a pat-down. The marijuana was found concealed in a diaper she was wearing. Farbstein said that the woman was traveling with her mom and was attempting to hide the marijuana from her mother by putting it in a diaper. Faustine said police allowed the woman to toss the pot and catch her flight. TSA officers are required to report any suspected violations of law to local, state, or federal authorities. On a side note, her mom has taken away her phone, grounded her for a month, and says she has to wear a diaper for the next two weeks since she thought that was a good idea. When asked if she thought that was fair, mom said, depends. (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you thank you thank you how old was the daughter does the story say how old it it doesn't say it doesn't say it doesn't i'm guessing about 16 or 8 16 or 17 (laughs) she's still living at home like that today's Mm. moron of the day story comes to us out of brevard county florida and listen I'm upset because I thought I still lived in America. This man built himself a man cave in his own backyard out of stacked shipping containers. And the neighbors hated it. The homeowner said that the county initially improved his project. He took the shipping containers and he welded them together and stacked them in interesting ways. And he made himself a big old, really cool looking modern man cave. But then the neighbors complained. 
and they said, look, it says right here in the county code that you can't stack shipping containers. And the man said, yeah, but the county said I could. And the neighbor said, yeah, but the county shouldn't have said you could. And the county caved. <laughs> and now he has to tear his man cave down. Oh, I, neighbors- sm- I smell a lawsuit. I-, I can see a lawyer all over that oh. one. One of the neighbors said, quote, when I look out my window and I see those shipping containers, I'm not happy. This needs to be dismantled and come down and that's it. You're only allowed to have one container in the back for storage purposes. That's all the code allows you to do. So our man who built himself a very cool, and when you see the pictures, they're going to be up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. You're going to be like, that's a very cool man cave. Uh Uh-uh. Uh Uh-uh, not in this version of America. A man can't have his man cave in the backyard because one of his neighbors looks out the window and it hurts her eyeballs. (laughs) And that's the end of the Brevard County Man Cave. End of this episode of Morons in the News. We got things Bob didn't know. Coming up, it's Bob and Sherry. Happy hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Big, big changes coming to elevators in North Carolina. The state's top elevator official, the elevator czar, is a guy named Josh Dobson. And his portrait is in many, many, many elevators across the state. This is a practice that began, man, like maybe not quite 20 years ago when his predecessor began putting pictures, their own portrait in every elevator. And uh, Josh Dobson says, I got to put an end to this. Um, we we need space for elevator safety messages, and I never really embraced this because it seems strange to me that people are focusing on my face instead of the elevator. Well, it has its ups and downs, you know. <laughs> it, it I like I liked it. Thank you. I mean, it's not going to get me on the Tonight Show, but thank you. That is the strangest thing to see to see this one person's face in every every elevator that you go in. Why? And I'm not sure how it's helpful. Like, if that elevator, if the cable snaps and it starts plummeting, the last face I see in this world is Josh Dobson. Like, looking at his face doesn't make the elevator safer or more. How does it help to have the elevator czar's face in the elevator? Yeah. Prior, prior to him, it was a woman named Sherry Barry. Sherry Barry. Yeah. yeah. Sherry That's Barry. For years and I years. Could, That's true. I could be walking down a dark street in a country on the other side of the world and look up and I'd be like, oh my God, Kev, that's Sherry Barry, the elevator lady. Because <laughs> I've seen her face so many times. So yes, the great people of North Carolina, you will not have Josh Dobson's face no! to stare at for much longer. I admire you take your him. I admire elevator him for ride. doing that. I, I yeah. think it was the right thing to do. It was a silly thing before. Josh Dobson, he cares about safety, not selfies. It's <laughs> yeah, Bob. Exactly. There it's it is. Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry, live tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. And now on the Bob and Sherry Show, it's another exciting episode of Things Bob Didn't Know. Just when I think I've realized every interesting story about World War II, along comes another one. Let me set this up for you. This is a story about a cat, and the cat, was on a Nazi ship. This ship was so dangerous to the Allies, the Americans and the British and the French, uh, 
It couldn't be found in the Atlantic, and it was taking down one after another American ships with troops and cargo on it, and the British Royal Navy so wanted to find it. They made a movie out of finding this ship. There was even a hit song. Listen to this. We find the German battleship that's making such a fuss. We gotta sink the Bismarck cause the world depends on us. The hit the decks are running, boys, and spin those guns around. But when we find the Bismarck, we gotta cut her down. Okay, so now we take you on to the Bismarck, this this really aggressive uh, Nazi uh, battleship. Unsinkable Sam was the nickname given to a cat who was actually named Oscar. He started as a ship's cat aboard the Nazi ship, the Bismarck, which was sunk eventually by the British ship HMS Cossack in 1941. The British crew found the cat floating on boards hours after the ship sank. They grabbed the cat, Oscar, and they took him on, and they said, this is our cat. Later in the war, the Cossack sank after being hit by a torpedo, killing 159 crew members. Again, Oscar survived and was rescued along with the remaining crew and then given the nickname Unsinkable Sam. His last service was aboard the Ark Royal. That was also a British ship, an aircraft carrier that was also torpedoed, this time by a Nazi U-boat. Oscar survived that attack as well. And afterward, they took him home to Belfast, in Northern Ireland, where he lived in a seaman's home, and he died in 1955, a full 14 years after the sinking of the Bismarck. What? I thought story. you were going to say he got run over by a milk truck in Ireland. Oh, no! No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. Okay. The, you know what this story is? This story about Oscar? Call him Oscar, or un, you call the movie will be called Unsinkable Sam, and it's it's going to be a heart wrenching sort of lassie movie. Don't you think that would be fan? The cat was floating on a board, like in the Titanic. He was floating. Or if anybody else tried to get on and he wouldn't let him get on, like the Titanic. he wouldn't. Let, no, yeah. that's that's against the rules <laughs> when you float on a board. Because but the heart I, will go on, Lamar, even yeah. as you sink to the bottom of the Atlantic. And the heart did go on for Oscar because he lived a full sixteen years and died happily with a uh, sailor in Belfast. I just think it's the greatest story that I've read recently. And good it's for him. so amazing. It's it's like it, is. it needs to be a Pixar movie, right? It does. That would oh, be yeah. perfect. Yes. That, yes, that would be absolutely perfect. So that's it. It's a long first story of uh, things Bob didn't know, but I thought everybody would like that, especially if you, you are a cat owner. This is Bob and Sherry. Happy hour tonight, seven p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. I saw something online. It was posted by somebody who is not an expert in relationships. It was just her opinion of the true meaning of love. And she has 10 examples. And so we're going to uh, go one to 10 and see if we agree with this person. Number one, 
accepting a person's imperfections. I would agree with that. I, I mean, what yeah. else is love yeah. but that, right? Yeah, I would. Yeah. That was that was very easy for Mary because I mean, you know, there are so few. Sure, uh, yeah. Yeah. But are you talking about all of them? Yeah, all of them. Okay, okay, okay. Just, I'm trying to be clear. But what's your? What's your, no, no, no. No, why did you bring that up? They are. I just uh, didn't know if they were a bunch. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, just accepting. Um, okay. Number two, being comfortable sitting in silence with each other. I have to tell yeah. you. I still have an, a little bit of an issue with that. I can drive along if we're going on a long trip, like four or five hours. I can go along and we don't say anything. If she's doing something, like she's on her phone, or I don't know, she's reading something. But if it's just the two of us driving somewhere and it's more than two or three minutes, I get a little bit, I don't know, it just seems awkward. Is that just me? I don't know. I never stopped talking, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just continually talk. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I, we can go 300 miles in silence. It's bliss. But, you know, That's you're an entertainer good. since seventh grade, and, you know, you feel yeah. like you must entertain. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Uh, traveling long distances to see one another. I've only had one long-distance relationship, and it only lasted about six months. very hard some people love it they love the idea that you know okay he's doing his thing or she's doing her thing and i'm over here and it's gonna be so exciting when we get together i just i was just never able to make it work have you ever had one sharon um you know not really no yeah mm -hmm. i think i think oh sure i've rare. had them run away and get as far away as they could <laughs> that's not but it never thing. started <laughs> that way yeah no, that's not yeah right. Um, calling or messaging when you say you will. Just just being polite is what that comes down to. Saving your loved one the last chocolate from the box. Can I tell I you, mean, This I do this for everyone. The number of things that I leave because I know that, oh, Kevin likes it or it's Karen Mia's favorite or whatever. Mm -hmm. The number of times that... Has it got a nut in or is it soft-filled? either yeah any the number of things the that the number of things that i don't and i leave for them and you know what makes me homicidal with crazy rage when mm -hmm. i have left something for him mm -hmm. and he fails to eat it mm -hmm. and then i end up having to throw it away and i'm like you yeah. know what while you were failing to eat that leftover chicken i was having a spoonful of jiff for lunch right right you monster you filthy well, animal <laughs> Here, here comes that long silence together <laughs> that you were talking about a little. Um, next one is taking your partner out for a meal. You know, I, I usually pay. I mean, it's just what I do. But I'm with the one woman I've ever been with that pulls out the plastic and says, no, 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 uh, this, is for, this is on me. You've been doing a lot lately. The first time that happened, I fainted in the restaurant. I did. I thought, you know, my life is over now. Um, surprising your partner with a trip away to me yeah. it sounds really romantic but don't you think it's a little dangerous this is a lamar thing he could get away with this yeah what I give me an example of how you do that well i mean 
Make make the reservations and at the last minute. Say, Let's no, go. what's the? I, what's, I know what he did. He took his wife. His do? wife loves the movie Somewhere in Time, right? Mm-hmm. And you yeah. took her to the inn where that was filmed without her knowledge, correct? No, 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 no. I tried. That was my one failure of that. I tried. It's impossible to get from here to there. You cannot get to that island without making 14 different transfers. It's um, true. That's a terrible. Yeah, that's a terrible. That was, yeah, it was but just you beyond comprehension. But you I tried. tried. But you tried. I you tried. Still get I did everything. You still get credit. I, I, I yeah. mean, I tried because I was going to propose on that island. Oh. I could not make it work. I could not oh. make it work. I but wanted to so great, bad. Great idea. So bad. Um, so bad. Here's the next one. Warming up the bed for her. Warming that bed up before she gets in. Warming it with what? If I your body, your body with your body, uh, no, no, a brass thing you stick in the fireplace and then put <laughs> in the bed. Yeah, we I all mean, have I'm one just, of those. I'm just thinking, what are you doing? Well, of I mean, course, it's with your body. But if I said to nobody Mary, nobody wants a hot bed. No, hey, nobody hey, wants a hot bed. Well, I mean, in in the winter, maybe. Hey, baby, I just warmed up the bed for you. She wouldn't come <laughs> in the room. I don't think. I, I don't think she'd come in the room. The, uh, the ninth one is buying gifts, which is an obvious thing. Yes. And here's, here's the one that every woman I've ever known likes best from me. Being quiet in the morning as I <laughs> leave for work. You know, in their I defense, get dressed in the living room. I get dressed in the living room so that it doesn't man. wake her up. smart yeah. I ne- Oh, I would never wake her up. Oh, no, no, no. In, in, in your defense and in your woman's defense, the hours are real, real early. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not like it's not like Bob's rolling out of bed around quarter to 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So there they are. Uh, a few ideas, a few ideas. And if you're uh, planning on saying, will you marry me? Try to find whatever that in is, whoever that movie is, because Lamar had a good idea there. Mackinac Island. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters, so make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Jeremy Alder. Something you should know about me right off the top is I was homeschooled the whole way through without a TV or the internet. Might want to adjust your expectations a little bit. Your boy's got some deficits, okay? I don't know a lot of things. I like to call myself a lifelong learner because I'm pretty sure it's going to take me that long to catch up. <laughs> but when you're homeschooled, you do, you do realize pretty quickly that it's probably not going to matter how well you do. <laughs> like, even if you work really hard, graduate top of your class, <laughs> like my brother did, you're going to know a little bit less than your parents. Listen, my parents are great. I love them to death. Wonderful people. 
but um, neither one of them went to college. It's actually not that big a deal. But it does mean that uh, I basically graduated with an early 1970s high school education. So I did go to college, and I remember my first day, some guy comes up to me, hands me a flyer, and he's like, hey man, you wanna do something about global warming? And I was like, hey man, I'm not sure what that is, but would you like to get our boys out of Vietnam? What about that? Why don't we get rid of Nixon? He seems bad. I, uh, I grew up in Texas, uh, right outside of San Antonio, so I was born and raised. And uh, I don't know how much you know about San Antonio, but it's about 65% Hispanic. It's a wonderful city. Uh, but growing up, uh, a lot of the kids called me Weddell. I don't know if that's a term you've heard, Weddell. I heard it so much growing up, I just assumed it was Spanish for Jeremy. <laughs> it's not. It's actually Spanish for white boy, which is English for Jeremy. So, wasn't completely wrong. A lot of Jeremy's here tonight. <laughs> no, I liked, uh, I liked growing up in Texas. It's, uh, it's a great place, especially if you're homeschooled, because most people can't tell. <laughs> Listen, we were called the Lone Star State for a reason. It was by the Department of Education and it was our rating, okay? That's... <laughs> We've earned a lot of stereotypes down there. Uh, we have. I, uh, I learned a little while ago that in Norway, they use Texas as another word for crazy. <laughs> And I read this and I was like, no way. So I did some more Googling. It's absolutely true. They've been doing it for a long time. I also learned while I was Googling that in Texas, a lot of people have been using Norway as another word for Finland, <laughs> Iceland, Denmark, Ikea, like... <laughs> We're real bad at geometry down there, you guys. It's a, it's a tough subject. It's a real tough... <laughs> One time I told that story and a lady in the audience was like, uh, I think you meant geography? And I was like, mm, no ma'am. I definitely meant Norway. <laughs> Not even sure geography is a real country, to be honest with you. Comedian <laughs> Jeremy Alder. We'll get him posted up at b o b a n d s h e r i dot com. Just click the menu tab, look for everyone needs a laugh. And while you're there, why not nominate your favorite teacher to win an amazing trip to Margaritaville? 
at Fort Myers, Florida. Oh, so exciting. B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. It's time now for Bob Lacey's Change My Mind. This is our exciting new feature where I point out something I'm thinking about, and then you try to change my mind about it. So here we go for today. In my opinion, unless you are wearing a tuxedo or you are a college professor at an Ivy League school wearing a tweed jacket, if you wear a bow tie as a guy, you're kind of a douche. Change my mind. I could not disagree more. I love a good bow tie on a dude. Love it. Love it. Right bow tie, tie. right guy, right outfit. Mm -mm. Here's my stipulation, though. Here's my stipulation. It cannot be a clip-on. I'm against clip-on bow ties. Do not wear a clip-on bow tie. If you can't tie the bow tie, don't wear the bow tie. That's what I say. But you're you're telling me you, you see a guy who every time he's on TV... He's wearing a bow tie or you walk into a car dealership to buy a car and there's one guy who's wearing the bow tie. You don't say, mm, kind of you don't, don't. You don't nope. say that at all. As long as he's tying it. As long as he's tying it. He stays it's okay. a certain you wearing a clip on. It's Keep a certain going. kind of guy that can really pull yes. it off. It's yes. a certain yeah. kind of James Bond. Confidence. James Bond. No, it's more than that. It's a certain kind of confidence. It's a swagger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I like a bow tie. I'm not. I'm not changing. I, this is just. I'm just telling you what I feel when I see it. That's. That's all. I just. I, I see I think it. Mr. Peanut, Mr. Peanut wears a bow tie, and he's not a douche. Not at all. Well, that's oh, true. A, Peanut he's gets a protein. Peanut he's a protein. Gets a pass. <laughs> <laughs> this is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry, live tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. It is talk back time. Now, you can pick up the phone like people do sometimes and call 844-52-SHERI. That'll work. Or if you have our app, you can grab it in the Apple Store and Google Play, and you can do a gazillion things with it, including text the studio and enter contests and listen to the show and listen to each and every single one of our podcasts, Oddcast, Talking Lamar, and True Weird Stuff. You can tap that little microphone in the bottom center of the screen and talk, and the app will do the rest. Hey, Bob and Sherry. This is Brad out of Andrew. I heard your radio show this morning, and I was listening to the part where you were talking about what uh, reality shows you guys could be on you know, comfortably. You couldn't think of any. But there's one I think you guys would enjoy, and I think that you might actually... I'd love to hear what you guys had to say about what you would do with it. Um, basically, it was Stan Lee's superhero uh, reality show. Stan Lee had a reality show where he took contestants and they would come up with their own superheroes, superpowers and everything, and they would have to demonstrate everything that it is to be a superhero. It was a lot like Big Brother, um, but with superheroes. And, you know, it was like a much nicer version of Big Brother with superheroes. And I guess my question for you guys is, if you guys were to be on that show, what superpowers would you have? What superheroes would you have? What would your personas be? Mine would be um, Hidden Man, where I uh, don a cloak (laughs) 
and I hide from relatives who need money. Hidden man. <laughs> you never, you, you can never find me. <laughs> Just like that. I'm gone. How about, how about you, Lamar? Let me guess. I'm bacon man. No, <laughs> seriously. No, no. I'm convo man. I have unending conversation constantly, never stopping so that the criminals <laughs> have no did way you, to Did you get in me. trouble? Did you get in trouble in school by, uh, were you the kid that was always talking in school oh that God. the teacher would admonish? Listen, when I was Sherry, a kid. Sherry was. When I was a kid, Constantly. the teachers, when I was in, in grade school, the teachers, your teacher would come visit you right before school started. They would visit each student's house. And so she, from the second grade on, they all said the same thing. Well, I, I see here by your record that um, you really love to talk. <laughs> and my, mama, my mom would roll her eyes out. And she goes, he never shuts up. And she goes, yeah, that's what it says in the record. <laughs> so, yeah, he never shuts yeah. up. That is so weird that they would come, the teacher would come to your house and do a home visit. That's interesting. Yes, yes, yes. Boy, you wouldn't see that today. I don't think I experienced that. No. No. (laughs) Hey, hey, Sherry, that would have been a hell of a home visit for your teacher, huh? Out there in Wyoming. Oh, Or even in Philly. I've never, I have never recovered from the home visit that the one of the Mormon missionaries made to our house when we first moved to Wyoming, um, Brother Bryce Erickson. And you know what? I don't think Brother Bryce has ever really recovered from it either. Max, so Lamar, um, we had just gotten out west. I'm in like third, I'm in the beginning of third grade. And, um, you know, my mom is much... The, converted and became Mormon. And we went to Mormon church growing up and youth group and all that, blah, blah, blah. My father, not so much. So the first time the brother Bryce comes to make a home visit, you know, he comes in and he's making conversation and asking us about, you know, we're getting settled in and all that. And then he wants to, you know, bring my parents the good news of Joseph Smith and, you know, the church of Latter-day Saints. And he starts telling my father the story of Joseph Smith finding the golden plates um, in buried in the ground in upstate New York and the angel Moroni. And, and my father um, is listening to this and my father says, uh, so let me, let me just say something, uh, brother Bryce uh, Moroni is one vowel away from moron. You know, it's an awful thing to say, but I have to, based on what I do for a living, I have to say that was pretty fast on your feet if you wanted to do it. My father was very um, quick and very funny, but not very kind. Uh, But I have to hand it to, I have to hand it to brother Bryce who took that in stride and oh george <laughs> that's what good people do they take it in that's stride that's what good people do yeah, yeah yeah it is true in life they really good people you can go up to them and just about spit in their face and they just go well I'm, someone's having a bad day you know they take it in stride rather than trying to punch you in the face those are good people. They That's a whole, whole George. Yeah, yeah, right. And right, I'm right. sure Bryce walked out of that house and threw salt on the ground because he thought demons <laughs> lived there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Coming up, there's a word for that feeling of exhausted, insane rage you have at the end of every workday and it's coming up it's bob and sherry bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour 7 p.m eastern live on the bob and sherry facebook page tonight it's bob and sherry we are teaming up with visit florida to salute teachers throughout the school year go to the contest page at bobandsherry.com to nominate a teacher and tell us why they deserve a vacation We will pick one weekly qualifier to win Bob and Sherry swag, and they're entered to win our monthly grand prize, a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach, with round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. Nominate a deserving teacher at bobandsherry.com. Uh, Most of my adult life, I knew nothing about investments, just had absolutely no idea. And then a friend of mine was in the uh, banking business, and I hired him to, you know, take uh, some of the money in my 401k and invest it. And he was explaining to me, this is quite a few years ago, what a dividend was. Um, Because I, like I heard of them, I kind of knew. And he said, well, let's say, let's say you own $5,000 worth of stock in Bank of America. You might, at the end of the year, because they pay dividends, you might get a dividend in addition to wherever the stock goes of, well, I don't know, $75, $125, might be uh, as much as that. And I went, well, that's pretty nice. Let's get more of these dividend things going here. I'd like to have $175 out of the blue. That'd be pretty nice. <laughs> then I read, the, I read this article in Forbes magazine. Mark Matischitz. And his name is spelled M-A-T-E-C-H-I-T-Z. Mark Matischitz is one of the youngest billionaires in the world. He is the heir to Red Bull. And he received a $615 million shareholder payout from the company this month. Say that again. Give me that number again. Just give me that number again. Give it to me. $615 million. It's his first payment since inheriting (laughs) the Austrian energy drink from his late father, Dietrich uh, Mateschitz. And he, uh, he passed away last year. Red Bull allocated half of last year's $1.6 billion profit among shareholders and paid the young Mateschitz, who owns 49% of the company, that total of $615 million. You know, I've always been interested in names. I've uh, mentioned that on the air. I like really cool names. But I could be Bobby Mateschitz in a New York second for $615 million. I, you could take the matter off of it and I'll just be yes. that. Yes. Exactly. You know, First and well last said. name. First, First and last name. Oh, really? Oh, wow, yeah. Wow. I'll, wear it on, yeah. I'll wear it on a shirt. Call me just. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I think my first name would be don't give a. Six hundred and fifteen million with dividends. That that doesn't even count that he actually owns the stock, which you know can go up. 
obviously. I mean, it could go down, but nonetheless, it could go up. Once again, don't give a, I done got this, I'm good to go. <laughs> oh, oh, and the, the dividend that he just got this month was the lowest dividend in three years, following a previous dividend that was $865 million. Eight hundred and eight hundred and sixty-five, like eight hundred million plus sixty-five million, eight hundred and sixty-five million. Yeah, his father got that before he died. Oh my god! Yeah, his father got that. I didn't. I didn't know that Red Bull was uh, an Australian company, Austrian company rather. I thought it was an. I thought it was an American company. I I, I didn't. I I didn't didn't know that either. I didn't know anything about it except that it gave you wings. Oh, buddy. I tell you what, that's, gives that's him a set wings. Of wings right there, buddy. Yeah, that's a seven fifty seven set of wings. <laughs> Good lord! That um, I watched the movie that Lamar reviewed, the Jamie Fox and Tommy Lee Jones movie that Lamar reviewed last week called The Burial. Oh my God! Five frosty Budweisers all day long. It's good. It's good. Jamie Foxx has a his character has a plane in the movie, and the plane is called Wings of Justice, and that's all I can think about now when I think about that kind of money. That's great. So anyway, that's a young man that I I know he misses his father, you know, Papa Mattishitz, but. He's probably feeling pretty good this month. Hey, listen, don't we all miss our dads? Most of our dads didn't leave us yeah. a drop of Mattishit. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by State Farm? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I don't believe this. I cannot believe this. You know, sometimes how little kids and even older kids will come home from school and they've been behaving all day and sitting still and paying attention and they walk through the door and they just lose their minds and have a meltdown. It's called the post-school restraint collapse. It has an actual name. Well, it turns out that in our hectic, modern punishing life, adults are also experiencing this now (laughs) and it's called post-work restraint collapse, and I am so relating to this. And here is what the psychotherapist um, who uh, wrote about this said, quote, in our modern world, we're asked to do it all. Excel at a full-time job that's more than 40 hours per week. Have a fulfilling personal life. Make time for exercise. Cook healthy meals. Travel. Have friends. Pursue that elusive work-life balance. I'm here to tell you that is too much and too hard. And by the time the day is finally over, we feel safe to let it all out. And a lot of people, especially people in high pressure jobs, um, think about people like in healthcare and education, right? Toxic work environments, jobs with poor time boundaries, jobs that have overwhelming pressure, chaos, stress, where you're expected to answer the phone anytime it rings and respond to email nights and weekends. These are people that are dealing with post-work restraint collapse. You could sum it up all in one word, and that word would be exhaustion. But what it really is, it's this feeling of being depleted and having nothing left for other activities, even stuff you enjoy. 
like getting together with your friends or, you know, exercising, going for a bike ride, spending time with your family, hobbies. Oh, so relatable. Like when my phone rings and somebody asks me to do something, I, I just feel this overwhelming sense of dread mixed with rage. Like, no, I can't do that. Of course I can't do that. I have no time for that. Um, people dealing with post-work restraint collapse can feel really um, fragile and it looks like irritation or they've got no patience left. They have a hard time with impulse control, which means you may have started the week promising that you weren't going to eat fast food or get delivery. But by Tuesday, you're like, we're getting Burger King <laughs> because you're just so fried. Um, and because people are now being expected to be available to their jobs 24 hours a day, it's happening to more and more and more people. So when was the last time you had yourself a good episode of post-work restraint collapse? Um, I'd like to answer that. I've, I've spent most of <laughs> my life, luckily, in a great situation because I've been paid to entertain people either with humor or with uh, interesting things that I'm doing on television. So everything for me, for the most part, you know, you, everybody has some pressures to make sure that you perform well, whether you're in sales or in my case, in your case, ratings. Um, but there was a period where uh, several years ago where uh, some people came into the former radio stations, which was our, our, our home base, and, and they were horrible people. And uh, they, were, they were mentally unbalanced. And during that period, which ran for about two years, um, it was very, very troubling. And I would find myself going for walks and just speaking out loud how much I just hated these, these especially two guys. But, the, but that company in particular, it was uh, toxic, it was miserable, and um, they were lying liars who lie. So when I pull back at this point in my career and I look over the landscape, I feel really blessed because I've been doing this for a while. And just to have those two years with a few problems that pop up here and there, you expect, um, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. I mean, those guys were, they were just terrible human. They were terrible human beings who also turned out to have very little on the management side in terms of skill or right. aptitude. So they were kind of like, you know, 360 degrees of awful. Um, I, you know, I think we have to give people and ourselves permission to acknowledge that like we're all under it right now. The world is on fire. It's super scary. You're the, everything is expensive you're, you know, you're starting to hear like unsettling things about the housing market and, you know, all this other stuff. You are allowed to be responding to that like you're alive in this moment. You are not required to act like some sort of hyper capable, hyper pulled it together robot. You're allowed to fall to pieces a little bit. Yeah. And you're also to allowed to not answer an email that comes in at 9.25 p.m. It can wait. Unless you're a brain surgeon who's on call, it can probably wait. 
Let me get this posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook before I have a breakdown. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Happy hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. So I guess it was about a week ago. I was talking about a television ad that I saw that I just could not believe because I didn't think there was a product that was legal that could do this. And we didn't get into it very much because I, I didn't remember the name of the drug. But I saw the spot again. The name of the drug is Sunosi. S-U-N-O-S-I. And basically, if you're having trouble sleeping and you're up, but you still want to be really competitive and active during the day, even though you're exactly exhausted, you take a Sonosi and you should shoot these people. I mean, they're shooting pool in the middle of the day. They're slapping their friends on the back. It's all cartoons, of course. They're kayaking. They're doing all these wonderful things. And I thought, so you didn't sleep? at all last night and now you're taking a pill to keep you going through work and picking up the kids and getting the kids to bed is that cocaine i i i don't i don't see how something like that it's it's some sort of speed but that can't be good for you right i'd be willing to try it and report (laughs) in That, that's one of the crazy drug ads I've seen. The other one, um, and I don't remember uh, this product again. I'm, I'm sorry. There are so many of them out there. It's a couple on a love seat, and they're watching TV side by side, just sitting there. And in front of them on a little table is a six-year-old and an eight-year-old, a boy and a girl, and they are quietly playing a board game. So the mom and the dad are watching a TV show that they enjoy, The two kids are just perfectly, they're like dogs sitting at their parents' feet playing a board game, and there's nobody picking on anybody. Have you ever seen a scene like that in real life? Not in real life. That's what that is, a TV family. That's a TV family. That is exactly right. I'm telling you, those people, we keep saying it in the drug ads, they're having the best time. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Here's Jane. Jane, hi. You were fired by your daddy, Jane? <laughs> oh, Jane. Yeah, that was so funny. What did your daddy um, what, what did your daddy say? <laughs> what did you do, Jane? Well, um, you know, in high school, your senior year, you can, um, if you have a job, you can work half of the day. And um, so I worked at my dad's offices, and um, every day after school, or when I would get done at school, I would run through Sonic and get a Coke and some cheesy tater tots. And then I would get to the office and I would sit at the little mini desk that they had set up for me. And I would take like 30 minutes to eat my tater tots and drink my drink. And then I would start working. And it would aggravate him so bad that I took so much time that he was paying me for to have a little after school snack. And so he told me, he said, okay, we're done with Sonic. I pay you to go to Sonic. I pay you to be here. I pay you to work. And so I thought... No snacking for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm sitting there thinking, gosh, you know, I have to have a snack after school. So I decided that I would just eat my snack at Sonic. And and so I started showing up like 30 minutes late. (laughs) And so finally... um, he just walked in one day when I was sitting there doing my work, and I didn't do a whole lot. I filed and kind of stuff like that and mailed things. And um, 
he walked in and he looked at me and he said, you need to uh, clear off your desk and um, just go on home. And I looked at him and I said, why, Daddy? And he said, because uh, Miss Gala saw you at Sonic after school, and that was his secretary. And I said, well, yeah, Daddy, I, I stopped and got some Sonic, but I didn't think that it would be a problem since I ate it there. And he said, I told you, I don't pay you to go to Sonic. And I was so humiliated because there were, you know, there, it was like a kind of a bullpen where there were lots of secretaries for all the, mm-hmm. the attorneys out there. Mm-hmm. And they're all looking at, you know, kind of trying to look away and look down. And I was just so embarrassed. But I just looked at him and I said, well, I said, see all these ladies? I said, they taught me skills. I don't need this job. I said, I can, I can get a job anywhere. I'm so mad, I, I, and that was probably one of the first times I've ever talked to my dad like that, because he was really a kind man. But I walked out of there with my skills. <laughs> and your tots. Where'd you go to, Sonic? <laughs> you were chronic about Sonic, I'll tell you. Oh, my gosh, I was I was sick. I went home, and I was falling, oh. told my mom. And so that night, mm-hmm. we're all sitting, and we were a family that everybody sat around the table and ate dinner and that kind of thing. And so we're sitting there, and I wouldn't look at him. And mm-hmm. and so eventually I looked up at him, and I just I had to get one more jab. And I said, I've got skills. I said, I can get a job. I'm not worried about that job with that little mini desk y'all gave me anyway. And he just busted out laughing. And, and he was such a serious person. Mm-hmm. He caught he caught me off guard, you mm-hmm. know, but it was really kind of funny. But uh, from that point on, he just told me, he said, that's a lesson to be learned, you know. Well, I think that's honestly, Jane, that's what he was trying to yeah. he, What he was oh, worried right. about was that you were going to go through your life as one of these casual people. And we've right. all known the casual people who oh, kind of show up and they are a pain in the butt. Now, Jane, um, I have a mental picture of you as someone who is very um, the kind of person who, honest to God, needs a half an hour to eat some sonic cheesy tater tots, which don't even require <laughs> chewing before they can be swallowed. I do not. Sonic now. I just have a, this picture of you as being someone who's very precise and very careful. And, and you know what? You're on Jane time. Oh, the rest of us are on Eastern Daylight time, but you're on Jane time. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm pretty prompt. And um, I would say that I'm nothing like I was when I was younger. Um, fast food is not a big part of my life, but Starbucks is. <laughs> So, and I'm Jane's going to need her latte, or That's she's right. not going to get the day going. And a, and a little yeah. piece of pastry every now and, and then. I'm at the office three minutes early. Because so. <laughs> you've learned how to how to sync up Jane time with Eastern Daylight Time. And that was because of your father. It, is, it really is, and bless his heart. He, he was just such a rock in my life. And, and he's, he's not here anymore. He, he passed away. And so... Um, he really did teach me a lot, and um, I did leave that office with many skills <laughs> from the secretaries. They taught me so much, and so um, it's you know it's funny thinking back because. Um, well, I'm glad you have those skills, and I hope you have a bigger desk than the tiny one. Oh well, thanks. Hey, I, I have to ask, who is it that laughs so loud in the background? That's Max. Oh my God! I have four kids. 
that I take to school, and I have to press the mute button like 25 times, you know, on the way to school sometimes because it's so funny. But um, um, I have from five years old to 14, and they hear Max laugh in the background, and it's like they all four echo him at the same time. Oh, it's hilarious. You're like a children's entertainer, man. You're like you're like a clown at a birthday party for these kids. You know kids. what? You're starting... it's like a rolling birthday party for them with you. You know how in the old Looney Tunes when the people would be trapped like in a mountain cabin and they'd get hungry and they'd look at each other and envision roast chicken? Yeah. When she said that, I just looked at you and envisioned a babysitter. <laughs> well, that's a nice compliment. Thanks for calling, James. Yeah, thank you, Jane. Bob and Sherry, live tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. You know, I ran across this the other day, and I thought it was pretty interesting. It's like 20 quotes, and some of them are anonymous. Some some of them are from people that we know, uh, but they're all quotes about marriage. And I'm going to throw them out here, and you tell me what you think. Okay. Before you, before you marry a person, you should first make them use a computer with slow internet, just so you can see who they really are. <laughs> and that is from Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell came up with that. Listen, um, Kevin should have done that with me. Nothing will make me crazier than when the technology isn't working. You know, I read something the other day, and I think it was Maya Angelou who said, if you really want to know a person's temperament, Watch how they handle last year's Christmas ornaments that are on strings. <laughs> and it's, it's yeah. so, yeah, it it's so true. true. It is true. Okay, here's another one. In every good marriage, it pays sometimes to be a little bit deaf. Yeah. I, I, I have mastered this, true. y'all. I have mastered this. The number of things that I just... They wash over me, <laughs> let it go that I like it never happened. Like if the tree falls in the forest and there's no one there, well, that's the tree and I'm the forest that has nobody in it. I mean, like I agree with right you. over. Yeah, I, I right don't over. think that that's something that very many people go into a marriage with as uh, a young couple, but I <clears throat> maybe some do. It's just the way they're wired. <clears throat> but I had to learn it as I've gone along and it just makes life a whole lot easier. It just greases it. You know, that you quote do, was from think, Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, oh, is that right? Well, I mean, there you go. The judge. I, th- I think that that is something that you learn only through bitter, hard experience. I agree. Because I see, and we all, we all see this. Like I have, you know, the, like family members, they're in their like first or second serious relationship and they really do feel the need and they hold the belief that everything must be talked through and worked out. Yeah. Can't let it go. Can't let it go. Can't let it go. And you get to a point where it's not that you don't want to work stuff out and talk things through. It's just that you're tired because you're an adult with responsibilities. And you know from hard, bitter experience that we could talk <laughs> about this until the sun dies. And we're not going to work it out. We're just going to have no, to agree to true. disagree. You're just going to have to yep. suck it up. You're right. Yeah. Okay. The most important four words for a successful marriage is I'll do the dishes. That's anonymous. <laughs> you know, you don't think about this, but I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming all of y'all are not like us. 
we don't put every dirty dish into the dishwasher and then when it gets we don't do that we pile them damn things in the sink until you can't put any more in there then you do the dishwasher and so sometimes it'll be late at night and i'm getting ready to go to bed and i'm so tired but and maybe carla's already gone to bed and there's those dishes and i'm thinking mm, mm, mm. you know nobody wants to get up to that and i'll flip out the dishwasher and you know whatever and the next day if when carla comes into the kitchen she's like oh 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 you, you did the right. dishes and right it, yeah and, and listen let me tell you something when I go to bed and that sink is full of dishes and I get up the next day and they're all gone. Oh, I notice it. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. So. My deal with Mary, I, I've talked about this before is she does the majority of the cooking. Although uh, we're striking a new deal where I am the designated cook two days a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. And, uh, but aside from that, she does a lot of the cooking. I do all of the dishes and it just works out better that way. She even lets me know, I don't want to go into the kitchen and start preparing dinner and there's a sink full of dishes. You got to get it done. I don't care how long it takes, but you got to get it done by the time I'm about to cook. And I get that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah. I do all of the cooking and all of the dishes. And unless Hugh Jackman needs to have his weeds whacked, I never do anything outside. I mean nothing. I don't deal with the trash. I, I'm allergic to everything. I don't. I, I do. I literally do nothing out. You go through the front door and I couldn't tell you what's happening out there. Nothing. We have the world's most traditional setup. I, w I was about to say for a woman who is as outspoken and committed to causes, that is very traditional. But you know what? It works for you because you know each other. It does. And. I have, I was raised by old country Sicilian witches. You cannot have a dirty dish at any right. time of the day or night. Right. And nobody's going to clean it the way I think it needs to be cleaned. So I'm like, this is my space. Get out. Go, yeah. go find something to do somewhere else. Yeah, it's yeah. very traditional. <laughs> Let's do some more of these, Lamar. Sit tight. It's Bob and Sherry. All right. It's Bob and Sherry, the podcast. We're back on uh, some of these uh, tips and uh, for marriage and top top tips. What What's amazing to me is the tips are great, but where they're coming from, this one here is from Mindy Kaling. You know who that is, right? From the office. Kelly from, yeah, the, from office. the office. Yeah, this is Kelly from the office. Okay, this is this is hers. I don't want to hear about endless struggles to keep sex exciting or the work it takes to plan a date night. I want to hear that you guys watch every episode of The Bachelorette together in secret shame or that one got the other one hooked on Breaking Bad. And if either one watches it without the other, they're dead beat. <laughs> that's how it is for us if we pick a show if we pick a show that we both agree on oh buddy don't go outside of that carla's got a she's got shows that she watches virgin river she watches if, if, if there's nothing else on tv and i'm doing something else she watches that you know we have our shows that we watch together but once you've committed to watch the show together you can't go outside of that you you cannot no, 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 no. We we gotta, do not have that relationship. We don't we don't have that uh, way of of living, that style of living. We watch what she wants to watch. She watches, and I do the same thing. It's very very unusual. 
that we're going to sit down and watch. She w- she won't hang for a whole movie usually, and I am not watching The Golden Bachelor. So you know, oh, we haven't missed the just... episode. We have not missed an episode <laughs> of The Golden Bachelor. We have not. And we watched The Voice. We watched The Voice. We didn't watch it last year, but we're watching it. Reba McIntyre is on this year, and she is so sweet. She's so nice. I'm, oh, I'm I love me some Reba. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she's great. She's great. All right, here's another one. This is anonymous. Had date night tonight, went to Lowe's and bought a toilet. That's oh, date night. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of people listening to that, and they go, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. that sounds that yeah. sounds right. Yeah, that sounds hey, right. Exactly. All right. Here's one from uh, former President Barack Obama. After about 15 years, I finally figured out that she's always right. So surprisingly, we just stopped fighting after that. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. And my wife is is right a lot of the time. And so I don't fight her too much on most things. No, no. Carlos... Uh, Nine times out of ten, you know, I quit going to the internet because nine times out of ten, I'm wasting my time. I just go ahead and go with it. You, you know what? You know what kind of? I don't. It didn't really piss me off, but I went to, because I go to some movies just just for the show, and some movies because it looks like it's fun. I had nothing to do. She was away, and um, the Jennifer Lawrence movie was out. Uh, no hard feelings. About a month and a half ago, something like that. And it's at the movie theater, which is right down the street from me. So I went over there and, and I watched it. And I thought it was pretty good. I thought she was very daring in the movie. There's a fight scene where she's naked on the beach that comes out of nowhere. I couldn't believe she was doing it. So I watched, I, I, I wanted Mary to go see it, but she went off and did something else. And she said, I, I just don't want to sit in the movie theater. And the other day I walk in and she said, I am watching the funniest movie I have seen. And I said, what is it? It's Jennifer Lawrence and No Hard Feelings. I couldn't believe the beach scene where she, uh, why didn't we go and do that together? Then we get couples credit. But <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't want to sit in the theater. I don't know. Bob. She doesn't like going to the movies. She doesn't no. like road trips. I mean, you just have to accept no. that. I have to accept it. Carla yeah. tried to pull up a movie with this person you've just mentioned in uh, yesterday. She's, this looks good. Nope. Not watching it. I wouldn't get because up out of the electric chair. I wouldn't get up out of the electric chair. Oh, because chair to of watch get, her. stop that and I'm grow done with her. Up. I'm done. One nope, movie. Nope. 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 What was oh, that movie, oh, Mother? Oh, what I'm, was that movie? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm talking to a man that has never held a grudge about anything. Is that what I'm saying? Am I talking to that guy that, that gets over it really? Is that who I'm talking to? Uh, well, <laughs> Are, is he admit. invisible? Who is this guy that doesn't hold a grudge that <laughs> you're talking to? Who is this guy? <laughs> But that's over. That's over people I've worked with in the past, not Jennifer Lawrence for crying out. What was yeah. that movie you hated so much? Done mother? With her. Done mother. With her. What was it? Yeah. Mother. mother. I, yeah. Mother. Yeah. 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 That should be a that should be a compound word, but I'm gonna let that go. All right, let's go to this next <laughs> thing here. A good marriage is one where each partner secretly suspects they got the better deal. Oh. Oh, oh that's don't so buy no secret. I got no secret. I got the better deal. I got the better deal. Always. Always. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm getting away with something at all times. I guess I got the better deal, too, but she got a pretty good one. She got a pretty good one with me. I'm, I'm a good I'm, I'm just telling you, I am a good guy 
to, to be the boyfriend or to be the husband of. I really think I am. I am not perfect, but I will never embarrass you. I mean, give me a break. I want his Ken for Halloween. Come there's on. There's no points for that. That was a lot of you, fun. What do you mean there's uh, no points for that? You don't get everybody points for else that. You no. get points for being Ken. No, you, yes, you do not. You do no, not. you do, do not. not. No, you don't. Mm. No points. None. Mm-mm. Points. None. None. No I'm points. Saying, I'm just saying. No, I'm, I'm, I'm so far ahead of that better deal than he's, and, you know, no good. Give me, let me give you one more. Let me give you one more. I'm actually, okay. I'm way ahead of both of you because y'all are like, well, you know, sometimes we fight. Um, anytime there's a disagreement, Kevin will just look at me and say, woman, why don't you tell me what I think? And I do, and then we just move on. That's that's genius right there. Lessons. Write that one down. I need down to take lessons. Time yeah. I need, yeah, I need yeah. to take lessons. Yeah, I, do, I do, I do, I <laughs> do. It's Bob and Sherry. Happy hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. You know, if you feel like, wow, it seems like everybody and everything is going on strike. You know, we had the writers in Hollywood, got the actors, the auto workers. We have other businesses striking all around us, all around the world. And now in Sri Lanka, a group of shamans who help people place curses on their enemies... (laughs) <laughs> have gone on strike. Um, and Can the reason that's that a career anywhere. That's a strong Can you, union. <laughs> Can you believe it's a career, though? Really? I mean, that, that's. I give them credit. If you can make a living doing that, continue, Sherry. Well, the, uh, the chief shaman of the group said that he and his nine colleagues are on strike, protesting rules that have sharply cut their earnings. Apparently... Um, they can only take 30% of the cash or gems or jewelry offerings made. They were able to keep the 100%, but now the um, city, I guess, is coming in and taking 70% of all the offerings. So the shamans um, asked the Lord of Destruction to intervene on their behalf, and when the Lord of Destruction failed to intervene on the pay dispute, they went on strike. Bob, this is where we went wrong. Back in the greater mediocrity days, um, Mm -hmm. when they cut our our pay by 40%, we we should have gone to the Lord of Destruction and then gone on strike instead of just being like, oh, okay, I guess. But um, I I think they're in trouble because they're um, asking for the Lord of Destruction to come and help them did not work, which makes me believe maybe they're full of it. Or maybe the Lord of Destruction felt that taking 100% to put curses on people's enemies just, just wasn't in the much. spirit. Yeah, it's just yeah. not in the yeah. spirit of right, faith right. And, and all that. Can't say I really fully understand what's going on, but if you were heading to Sri Lanka to have a, an evil curse placed on your enemy, hold on to that plane ticket until the shamans come off strike. It's Bob and Sherry. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate and review and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. 
Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.